Today is the ninth day of August, and welcome to the Coffee and Morning Prayers podcast. I invite you to pull up a chair, settle down with your favorite cup of coffee or tea, and join me in prayer. Now let us begin our day. Lord, open our lips, and our mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, as now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Come, let us adore him. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hand are the caverns of the earth and the heights of the hills are his also. The sea is his, for he made it, and his hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us bow down and bend the knee and kneel before the Lord our Maker, for he is our God and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Oh, that today you would hearken to his voice. Psalms for the Ninth Day Evening Prayer Psalms 47, 48, 49 Clap your hands, all you peoples. Shout to God with a cry of joy. For the Lord Most High is to be feared. He is the great king over all the earth. He subdues the people under us and the nations under our feet. He chooses our inheritance for us, the pride of Jacob whom he loves. The God has gone up with a shout, the Lord with the sound of the ram's horn. Sing praises to God, sing praises. Sing praises to our king, sing praises. For God is king over all the earth. Sing praises with all your skill. God reigns over the nations. God sits upon his holy throne. The nobles of the peoples are gathered together with the peoples of the God of Abraham. The rulers of the earth belong to God, and he is highly exalted. Great is the Lord and highly to be praised in the city of our God and his holy hill. Beautiful and lofty, the joy of all the earth is the hill of Zion, the very center of the world and the city of a great king. God is in her citadels. He is known to be her sure refuge. Behold, the kings of the earth assembled and marched forward together. They looked and were astounded. They retreated and fled in terror. Trembling seized them there. They writhed like a woman in childbirth, like ships of the sea where the east wind shattered them. As we have heard, so have we seen, and the city of the Lord of hosts is the city of our God. God has established her forever. We have waited in silence on your loving kindness, O God, in the midst of your temple. Your praise, like your name, O God, reaches to the world's end. Your right hand is full of justice. Let Mount Zion be glad and the cities of Judah rejoice because of your judgments. Make the circuit of Zion walk round about her. Count the numbers of her towers. 
Consider well her bulwarks, examine her strongholds, that you may tell those who come after. This God is our God forever and ever. He shall be our guide forevermore. Hear this, all you peoples. Hearken, all you who dwell in the Lord. You of high decree and low, rich and poor together, my mouth shall speak of wisdom, and my heart shall meditate on understanding. I will incline my ear to a proverb, and set forth my riddle upon the harp. Why should I be afraid in evil days, when the wickedness of those at heels surround me? The wickedness of those who have put their trust in their goods, and boast on their great riches. We can never ransom ourselves or deliver to God the price of our life. For the ransom of our life is so great that we should never have enough to pay it. In order to live forever and ever and never see the grave. For we see that the wise die also, like the dull and stupid they perish and leave their wealth to those who come after them. Their graves shall be their home forever, their dwelling places from generation to generation, though they call the lands after their own names. Even though honored, they cannot live forever. They are like the beasts that perish. Such is the way of those who foolishly trust in themselves and the end of those who delight in their own words. Like a flock of sheep, they are destined to die, death in their shepherd they go down straightway to the grave. Their form shall waste away, and the land of the dead shall be their home. But God will ransom my life. He will snatch me from the grasp of death. Do not be envious when some become rich, or when the grandeur of their house increases. For they will carry nothing away at their death, nor will their grandeur follow them. Though they thought highly of themselves while they lived, and were praised for their successes, they shall join the company of their forebearers who will never see the light again. Those who are honored but have no understanding are like the beasts that perish. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 5, beginning at the 27th verse. When the captain and the officers had brought the apostles, they had them stand before the council. The high priest questioned them, saying, We gave you strict orders not to teach in this name. Yet here you are filling Jerusalem with your teaching, and you are determined to bring this man's blood on us. But Peter and the apostles answered, We must obey God rather than any human authority. The God of our ancestors raised up Jesus, whom you have killed by hanging him on a tree. God exalted him as his right hand as leader and savior that he might give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And we are witnesses to these things, and so is the Holy Spirit whom God has given to those who obey him. When they heard this, they were enraged and wanted to kill them. But a Pharisee in the council named Gamiel, a teacher of the law, respected by all the people, stood up and ordered the men to be put outside for a short time. Then he said to them, Fellow Israelites, consider carefully what you propose to do to these two men. 
for some time ago, Thutius rose up, claimed to be somebody, and a number of men, about four hundred, joined him. But he was killed, and all who followed him were dispersed and disappeared. After him, Judas the Galilean rose up in the time of the census and got people to follow him. He also perished, and all who followed him were scattered. So in the present case, I tell you, keep away from these men and let them alone, because if this plan or this undertaking is of human origin, it will fail. But if it is of God, you will not be able to overthrow them. In that case, you may even be found fighting against God. They were convinced by him, and when they all called the apostles, they had them flogged. Then they ordered them not to speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. As they left the council, they rejoiced as they were considering worthy to suffer dishonor for the sake of his name. And every day in the temple and at home, they did not cease to teach and proclaim Jesus as the Messiah. O ruler of the universe, Lord God, great deeds are they that you have done, surpassing human understanding. Your ways are ways of righteousness and truth, O king of all the ages. Who can fail to do you homage, Lord, and sing the praises of your name? For you only are the Holy One. All nations will draw near and fall down before you, because your just and holy works have been revealed. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from the Gospel according to John, chapter 3, beginning at the 22nd verse. Jesus and his disciples went into the Judean countryside, and he spent some time there with them and the baptized. John also was baptizing in Aenon near Salim because the water was abundant there, and people kept coming and were being baptized. John, of course, had not yet been thrown into prison. Now a discussion about purification arose between John's disciples and a Jew. They came to John and said to him, Rabbi, the one who is with you across the Jordan to whom we have testified, here he is baptizing, and all are going to him. John answered, No one who can receive anything except what has been given from heaven. You yourselves are my witnesses that I said, I am not the Messiah, but I have been sent ahead of him. He who is the bride is the bridegroom. The friend of the bridegroom who stands and hears him rejoices greatly at the bridegroom's voice. For this reason my joy has been fulfilled. He must increase, but I must decrease. The one who comes from above is above all. The one who is on earth belongs to the earth and speaks about earthly things. The one who comes from heaven is above all. He testifies to what he has seen and heard, yet no one accepts his testimony. Whoever has accepted his testimony has testified and certified this, that God is true. He whom God has sent speaks the word of God, for he gives the Spirit within measure. The Father loves the Son and has placed all things in his hands. Whoever believes in the Son is eternal life, and whoever disobeyed the Son will not see life, but must endure God's wrath.
Lord, you now have set your servant free to go in peace as you have promised. For these eyes of mine have seen the Savior, whom you have prepared for all the world to see, a light to enlighten the nations and the glory of your people Israel. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Here is the reading for the Tuesday following Proper 14. We continue with the Passion of the Holy Martyrs, Perpetua, Chapter 2. Here's a summary. Perpetua, when besieged by her father, comforts him. When led with others to the tribunal, she avows herself a Christian and is condemned with the rest to the wild beasts. She prays for her brother, Dinocrites, who was dead. After a few days, there prevailed a report that we should be heard, and then my father came to me from the city, worn out with anxiety. He came up to me that he might cast me down, saying, Have pity, my daughter, on my gray hairs. Have pity on your father, if I am worthy to be called a father by you. If with these hands I have brought you up to this flower of your age, if I have preferred you to all your brothers, do not deliver me up to the scorn of men. Have regard to your brothers. Have regard to your mother and your aunt. Have regard to your son, who will not be able to live after you. Lay aside your courage and do not bring us all to destruction, for none of us will speak in freedom if you should suffer anything. These things said my father in his affection, kissing my hands and throwing himself at my feet, and with tears he called me not daughter, but lady. And I grieved over the gray hairs of my father, that he alone of all my family would not rejoice over my passion. And I comfort him, saying, On that scaffold, whatever God wills, shall happen. For know that we are not placed in our own power, but in that of God. And he departed from me in sorrow. Another day, while we were at dinner, we were suddenly taken away to be heard and we arrived at the town hall. At once, the rumor spread through the neighborhood of the public place, and an immense number of people were gathered together. We mount the platform. The rest were interrogated and confessed. Then they came to me, and my father immediately appeared with my boy and withdrew me from the step and said in a supplicating tone, Have pity on your babe! And Hilarianus, the procurator, who had just received the power of life and death in the place of the proconsul, Minucius Timonianus, who was deceased, said, Spare the gray hairs of your father, spare the infancy of your boy, offer sacrifice for the well-being of the emperors. And I replied, I will not do so. Hilarianus said, Are you a Christian? And I replied, I am a Christian. 
And as my father stood there to cast me down from the faith, he was ordered by Hilarionus to be thrown down and was beaten with rods. My father's misfortune grieved me as if I myself had been beaten. I so grieved for his wretched old age. The procurator then delivers judgment on all of us and condemns us to the wild beasts. And we went down cheerfully to the dungeon. Then, because my child had been used to receive suck from me and to stay with me in the prison, I sent Pomponius, the deacon, to my father to ask for the infant. But my father would not give it him. And even as God willed it, the child no longer desired the breast, nor did my breast cause me uneasiness, lest I should be tormented by care for my babe and by the pain of my breasts. After a few days, whilst we were all praying, on a sudden, in the middle of our prayer, there came to me a word, and I named Dionycrites, and I was amazed that that name had never come into my mind until then, and I was grieved as I remembered his misfortune, and I felt myself immediately to be worthy and to be called on to ask on his behalf, and for him I began earnestly to make supplication and to cry, and to cry with groaning to the Lord. Without delay on that very night, this was shown to me in a vision. I saw Dinocrates going out from a gloomy place, where also there were several others, and he was parched and very thirsty, with a filthy countenance and pallid color, and the wound on his face which he had when he died. This Dinocrates had been my brother after the flesh, seven years of age, who died miserably with disease, his face being so eaten out with cancer that his death caused repugnance to all men. For him I made my prayer, and between him and me there was a large interval, so that neither of us could approach to the other. And moreover, in the same place where Dinocrates was, there was a pool full of water, having its brink higher than was the stature of the boy. And Dinocrates raised himself up as if to drink. And I was grieved that, although that pool held water still, on account of the height to its brink, he could not drink. And I was aroused and knew that my brother was in suffering. But I trusted that my prayer would bring help to his suffering. And I prayed for him every day until we passed over into the prison of the camp, for we were to fight in the camp show. Then was the birthday of Geta Caesar, and I made my prayer for my brother day and night, groaning and weeping that he might be granted to me. Then on the day on which we remained in fetters, this was shown to me. I saw that that place which I had formerly observed to be in gloom was now bright. And Dinocrates, with a clean body well clad, 
was finding refreshment. And where there had been a wound, I saw a scar. And that pool, which I had before seen, I saw now with its margin lowered, even to the boy's navel. And one drew water from the pool incessantly, and upon its brink was a goblet filled with water. And Dinocrites drew near and began to drink from it, and the goblet did not fail. And when he was satisfied, he went away from the water to play joyously after the manner of children. And I awoke. Then I understood that he was translated from the place of punishment. Here ends the reading for today. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary, and suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you, and also with you. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Show us your mercy, O Lord, and grant us your salvation. Clothe your ministers with righteousness. Let your people sing with joy. Give peace, O Lord, in all the world, for only in you can we live in safety. Lord, keep this nation under your care and guide us in the way of justice and truth. Let your way be known upon earth, your saving health among all nations. Let not the needy, O Lord, be forgotten nor the hope of the poor be taken away. Create in us clean hearts, O God, and sustain us with your Holy Spirit. O God, the King Eternal, whose light divides the day from the night and turns the shadow of death into the morning, drive far from us all wrong desires, incline our hearts to keep your law, and guide our feet into the way of peace, that having done your will with cheerfulness during the day, we may, when the night comes, Rejoice to give you thanks through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Gracious Father, we pray for your holy church. Fill it with all truth and in all truth with all peace. Where it is corrupt, purify it. Where is it in error, direct it. 
Where in anything it is amiss, reform it. Where it is right, strengthen it. Where it is in want, provide for it. Where it is divided, reunite it. For the sake of Jesus Christ, your Son, our Savior. Amen. Ever-living God, whose will it is that all should come to you through your Son, Christ Jesus, inspire our witness to him, that all may know the power of his forgiveness and hope of his resurrection, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. O God, you have made one blood all the peoples of the earth and sent your blessed Son to preach peace to those who are far off and to those who are near. Grant that people everywhere may seek after you and find you. Bring the nations into your fold, pour out your Spirit upon all flesh, and hasten the coming of your kingdom through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, your unworthy servants, give you humble thanks for all your goodness and loving kindness to us and to all whom you have made. We bless you for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life. But above all, for your immeasurable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we pray, give us such an awareness of your mercies that with truly thankful hearts, we may show forth your praise, not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves for your service, and by walking before you in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be honor and glory throughout all ages. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Glory to God, whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. Glory to him from generation to generation in the church, and in Christ Jesus forever and ever. Amen.